We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. He's a midfielder now, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I filtered by forward. And I, I think yeah. he was a forward last. I thought so, too. That's a bizarre switch, but the one the one switch I like is Hosen is now a forward. Oh, there we go. Um, which is good, but he's nine. He starts off at nine and a half. And when are you playing a San Jose forward? Yeah. For nine and a half million. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire, joined on this Thursday evening by J.D. Bazo to talk about the new fall season of MLS Fantasy. For those of you who are unaware, and I think it was everybody, um, J.D. and Skylar had a little competition that they didn't know about. Uh, over the course of the spring season, and whoever finished lower in terms of final overall standing was fired. And so Skyler's <laughs> gone, and we just have JD. But JD, congratulations on finishing second overall, which is a pretty ridiculous achievement. Um, just the amount that has to go your way and the right decisions to the, that many right decisions is beyond me. Uh, congratulations for that, even though you. It seemed like you were more disappointed about not winning uh, and as opposed to appreciating how impressive a second place finish is. <laughs> I don't want to sound spoiled or anything, but um, 
I just want to, I really want to win first once so I don't have to worry about doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a personal goal. Um, and then when, when I look back at some of the decisions throughout the, the season I made, I'm kind of kicking myself. Um, peek behind the curtain, I kind of messed my lineup up on Wednesday. I was helping my, my girlfriend with something, and I looked, and it was like 9.05 or whatever, and I locked in some Dynamo players um, that I was maybe trying to throw someone off the scent or whatever. But um, I ended up playing Tomas Martinez. He got the ridiculous red card that wasn't a red card um which really Your fantasy hurt. team said it was a red card actually it doesn't now oh, like well, did, now. days after the season's over i got those three points back that he lost for a red card um i think i end so that i think i lost by seven points from first but if i would have just started ladero instead of tomas martinez i would have won mm -hmm. but um i was considering benching ladero anyway um simply for for differential reasons i kind of knew he was playing a ton of games and he's been having some uh, just lingering problems throughout. And he almost did sit on Sunday um, or Saturday night rather, yep. I think. And um, instead he went out and got a ton of points. Right. Yeah. He, he had, had gutted through it. And then all of a sudden dominated. I think he had 11 points after a four point um, midweek game. Um, I don't know. Just like the, the chips didn't fall my way and that I'm not taking anything away from uh I think it's Todd is his name that finished first, mm -hmm. and he's been a regular uh, up top of the leaderboards. I think since I started playing, I've been seeing his name float around. So um, good for him. Congratulations. And um, I don't know. I, I, overall, some disappointments, but also I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. We'll see. I kind of took a look at the all the different prizes that I'm eligible for in some of these leagues I entered. Um, I don't expect to get the one from the official MLS game until – uh, 2020 yep. based on their track record of paying things out. <laughs> um, I'm in this one from Atlanta sports HQ. They deleted their Reddit post promising a Jersey, but the, uh, the tweet is still there. I went back and looked. So, uh, I highly doubt I'll be seeing my Atlanta United Jersey from that. Um, I won Jimmy Conrad's league. So he's supposed to come to, uh, to my area to play a pickup game and give me some gear. But once again, we'll see if that happens or not. <laughs> It's a common um, but, theme in MLS fantasy prizes. <laughs> uh, we will see. However, uh, I did already get one prize, as I've already shown on Twitter, and that is the uh, elusive Rotowire mouse pad. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You can put a you can put a value on a lot of things. Um, that one is is a priceless item. Uh, some would even call it valueless, but it's really priceless. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it costs more to send it to me than it actually costs. It might have. It um, might have. How how vintage is this? Because I know the the running joke and the reason I always brought it up is you said it was like one of the company's first Christmas gifts. Is that right? Uh, it was to one the of the employees. It was a few years ago. Uh, I don't okay. know how how far it uh, it went back. I have one that um, is covered in dust, and <laughs> because I I have a laptop, I use a trackpad. Like I have no sure. use for a for a um, a mouse pad, but. Uh, I was tempted to just send you mine, and <laughs> I felt bad. It still has the plastic on the back, like it's yeah, it's new. It's the just, back is nice. Yeah, it uh, it sticks to the desk really well. Yes, the yeah. top the top is kind of garbage. It's real grainy, and Rotowire is like painted on, kind of, so you can feel it every time your mouse slides over it. Oh, uh, that's um, that's possible. Yep, but it does uh, have uh, the um, it the does wrist have thing. the wrist guard. That's right. That's right. But uh, I actually contacted. Um, 
somebody at our headquarters and asked if we had any more. And they said, <laughs> you, you'll be shocked to hear we still had a few more. And, I feel bad uh, for the intern that had to get sent to the, the depths of the basement uh, back in the back musty corner to dig that out for me. And then go to post office to send it to you. Um, yeah well but i said you know what happened so quick and mls can't send me a gift card in like six months that's right that's right but they um you know like i said this is a a a trophy that that just isn't just given away uh you got to earn this one and so congratulations for winning the rotowire mls fantasy league oh thank you very much thank you to todd for not entering it My dream has, has pretty much come true. I'm just glad I have a really small mouse because if I had a full-size one, I don't think it would fit on the, the mouse pad. So. Um, I guess mice have gotten bigger since uh, these <laughs> things were made. I don't maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I guess know you just need the part that picks up the, uh, the, like laser. the, the laser tracker on right. the bottom. That's the only thing that really needs to be on it. Hmm. Yeah, the I rest can just hang off. I can't remember the last time I used a mouse. Like an actual physical mouse. I mean, I use my Chromebook, but I have the mouse kind of plugged in right. through like a little Bluetooth wireless thing. It's right. great. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get there. Um, so so more importantly, let's talk about your trip. You uh, but bef- previous. Sorry, before oh, you keep going, I, I just wanted to clarify, Skylar has not been fired. Um, he is just out celebrating a few things tonight. And we said, you know what? He named like the three things that are more important than doing an MLS fantasy podcast, and so we're, we're yeah, giving him the involved weekend. involved uh, wives and children and right. birthdays and right. yeah celebrations. Right. And, the uh, list of things that you that can get you out of a podcast are is not long, but he just happened <laughs> to get all of them in the same in the same reason. But yes, uh, I got back from the All Star game. I got back like three hours ago. Uh, I had a 24-hour trip down there thanks to uh, Upper 90 Soccer, which was actually through Empire Soccer, which is now or owned by Upper 90. But uh, this was a head-to-head league that I won last year. This is a very long story that I'm going to make very after, short. After famously not realizing you were even in it for the first round. Or um, right? I knew I was in the league. Um, <laughs> not the playoffs. I had no idea I made the playoffs, and I believe – there were two playoff rounds. I had won two playoff rounds before Skyler mentioned to me that I was in the, the quarters. Um, and yeah, I ended up storming through it. That was, uh, yeah, last year I finished 95th overall, but I happened to with head to head, it just matters of who you're playing in that week. And so I won that one. I actually won a trip to MLS cup. And, um, the difficulty with MLS cup is that, you don't know where it is until the week before because they obviously play at the home field of whoever is ahead. And there were a bunch of options, obviously, but um, it wasn't until we all knew it was going to be Toronto. We we knew, but we didn't. It wasn't official. But you're right, right, right. right. Um, and for those who are unaware, Toronto is not in the United States. And in order to get to Toronto, I needed a passport, um, and I had a passport. That was expired, and my uh, I was going to bring my son with me. He does not have a passport. He's seven. And uh, I was going through all of this, and I was going to go through with getting the kind of the emergency passports, which is a process you went through, I believe, for – was it a DraftKings? The Vancouver trip, right? Yeah, we're going through all my career highs. And yeah, totally. Right this now, is a great yeah. podcast. Um, we're just sl- slapping each other on the back. Um, but 
at the basically the last moment they were they said and the guy from uh, upper 90 soccer said hey would you mind or would you like to trade your mls cup ticket for one to the all-star game next year in atlanta and it was such a slam dunk for me uh so that's that finally happened now um so yeah my son and i flew down to atlanta yesterday morning uh went to the fan fest by the game uh upper 90 hooked us up with uh, some hospitality wristbands that got us to uh this big kind of gathering before the game that had an open bar that my uh, seven-year-old son really took advantage of <laughs> and uh, all this free food. And then we got ridiculous seats for the game. I mean, we were uh, 19 rows off the field, big, I would say middle third. Uh, and I had never been to the uh, Mercedes-Benz stadium where Atlanta United play. It's awesome. Like that's everyone says the pictures don't do it justice. It really doesn't. The, the pictures are amazing, so I can only imagine. It is how- so cool, that stadium. Uh, it was packed with Atlanta United fans, which made uh, kind of the any Atlanta moment uh, really fun. Like the, the Even when they came out to warm up and they showed Yosef Martinez on the screen or Al Marone, and the place just like erupted. Uh, there was a, a very solid Juventus contingent. Um, throughout the day and, and at the game, but it was clearly a very heavy Atlanta crowd. And the place just erupted when Mart- Martinez scored. When he came off, he got the, the ovation. One of the things that I had really underestimated was I had heard that everyone really likes Arthur Blank down there, the owner of the, the team who also owns the Falcons. But I never in my life was I expecting to see when he came out and got a standing ovation. And like, you just don't see that in sports all that often, especially. Yeah, I feel like you see it with uh, like the Patriots with Robert Kraft. But I think a lot of that has to do with like the fact that they win all the time. But I think everybody like really appreciates how much Arthur Blank has done yeah. sports wise Atlanta that like they actually appreciate him. Whereas I pretty much hate every owner, every team owner for the teams that I cheer for. <laughs> um, Robert Kraft doesn't get a, a standing O for the uh, the revolution games. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm not sure he even knows he owns them. Um, no, he definitely does not know he yeah. is actually. Um, yeah, Arthur Blank, I know. I don't. I think I mentioned this before, but Atlanta's stadium. I'm pretty sure the food prices and beer prices. Was, I'm glad you brought in, that up. They are insanely affordable. Like you pay like what two bucks for a water. It's like it, three bucks for a hot dog or hamburger. You don't get gouged, and that just makes people want to go to the soccer games. Like if if that one thing were changed, I bet they might not sell out there soccer games like the seventy thousand crowds we see mm-hmm. uh it's debatable that they wouldn't be getting that i i have two things that come out of that one is uh i went to a new york city fc game recently yankee stadium is like the biggest ripoff in in <laughs> professional sports like my son got a hot dog for six dollars and 75 cents this is a hot dog and a bun no fries, no drink, like nothing else. Six seventy-five. So we're at the stadium last night. We actually ate beforehand because of these this hospitality thing that we did. But we decided to get something for dessert. There was like a donut shop like in the stadium. But it, finally, I was like looking at prices, and I look up. Just like you said, it's two dollars for a water, which is like six dollars at Yankee Stadium. Two bucks for a hot dog. It was three for a cheeseburger. And I'm just like, where am I? I felt like I was back in 1985 because I couldn't believe how cheap this place was. 
Um, so I think that does play like a great role. Uh, the second thing is this came up with in a separate conversation about whether the MLS format, the MLS all-star game format is still worthy of doing, meaning like a group of all-stars against a, a big European team. And I'm not sure that any European team, I mean, obviously they're not going to play just any European team, but the number of Juventus fans that I saw at the game yesterday and how excited they were to see a, basically a bunch of nobodies um, because all of the guys that I would have wanted to see, I'm not banging the door down to see Miralem Pjanic and Chiellini didn't even play, um, but I'm not sure they would have gotten 74,000 people, even in Atlanta, for an MLS versus MLS expansion or exhibition game. Do you think we've gotten to that point or no? Um, I honestly, like I would love to see it personally, but I think this way is probably better for, for TV ratings, the TV package, um, the crowds. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm I thinking. W- like, I think it would be fun, but yeah. I'm not sure it's going to be as exciting as I just, I'm like just amazed at how many Juventus fans there were in this like fairly random Southern city in the United States. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see one of two other alternatives, though. And honestly, I don't think you need to keep the format the same every year. Like, you could switch it up one year, do MLS, next year, do a European team, whatever. Um, I'd love to see the, the Liga MX All-Stars versus the MLS All-Stars. It sounds like that could happen fairly soon. Um, that sounds pretty so. cool. They do that for the under-20 or U-20. Right. They did that against T-Grace Academy. I oh, think, that's what they right? did. That's right. That's right. right. So I, I think that there's rumblings that this could happen next year for the All-Star game. Liga cool. MX All-Stars against MLS. And you know those would sell out if you had them in a, a southern yeah, U.S. state. Yeah, in Dallas. I, I, no, the All-Star game's Dallas. probably in Minnesota next year since they're opening their stadium, right? Yep. I um, assume so. I don't know if they've... But you know what? Liga MX fans will probably make it there as well. Um, that would be a lot of fun. The other thing I'd love to see is um, North America versus the world. Like the mm. NHL, like the NHL used to do, sure. Because a lot of the players on the MLS All Star team were not American yesterday, um, notably, and I think it would be pretty cool to see the combination. Um, that I'll say that is notably only because I saw a tweet that was going around earlier this week that noted the top, I think it was top expected expected goals and assists for ninety minutes this year in MLS and within the top 10, there's only one American. Yeah. And that's not that surprising. Cause the, I mean, if you just watch the games, there's not a ton of American attackers that get minutes compared yeah. to American defenders, American, you know, central midfielders. Do you know who um, the, who that one is? Um, so you said expected goals plus assists. I believe that per 90, I believe that's what it is. Oh, if it's per 90, my guess would be Lee Wynn. There was like a, you know, obviously a minimum of probably a thousand minutes, whatever. It was not Lee Wynn. It was Paul Areola. Well, yeah, Lee Wynn might not have played a thousand. I doubt he's yeah. played a thousand. Um, wow, that's surprising because I would have also thought Kleshton would be in yep. there. Um, but Kleshton, the, you know, the standard fallbacks. The, the weird thing about expected goals and expected assists is that usually the goals are higher and Kleshton's expected goals are probably zero. Like, I can't remember the last time that guy took a shot. It's probably is much lower. I'm amazed, honestly, that Lee Wayne's not in there. Yeah, it's I probably a minute. Here. That's probably yeah. why the uh, why it was like that. Um, okay, week twenty three, which is also week one, 
of the spring season, of the fall season, excuse me. It's weird to start a fall season on August 3rd or 4th, basically. But um, we spoke, obviously, at the beginning of this season of, you know, we weren't sure how the, price, how the prices were going to change before the season started. We kind of had this idea. Obviously, there were other rule changes that people were focusing on with now the super switcheroo. But, like, we're, we're comfortable with all of that. But now that we're restarting, uh, not everybody's back to where they were. Uh, that's kind of said, you know, if there are any early misprices, then uh, those have been corrected. But for the most part, most of the guys are back to where around where they started. Uh, we're all back to a hundred million for our salary cap, and the popular conversation at the beginning of the season was, how much emphasis do you put on getting guys whose whose prices may go up? Uh, versus guys who are points theoretically they're the same but we learned quickly that it's not necessarily the same uh, we do have kind of a longer and a firmer track record though going into the this fall season because we see guy you know where guys have been over the last three weeks five weeks and for the season so do you think you're going to end up focusing more on price and that it'll be easier to figure out who's going to be rising and falling or is it going to actually be harder because we have sort of a, a much bigger sample size? Well, it should be easier to figure out who's going to be should. rising and falling. Right, but should be. I mean, we should. There were a lot of should be's earlier this season, and all of a sudden we see guys with zero point, one point, and still rising five hundred thousand. But sure, yeah. So I I think the the main thing is the last five game average and then the last three average is weighted a little heavier and then your last game also matters but i i think deep in the background your overall average does play a factor mm -hmm. um so i'm leery about a couple things with price changes i know if you sub on i don't think they kind of weight your minutes i think you just kind of get the lower score for the week um yeah so it, it's almost like they they penalize you for not starting more than what you do well off the bench yeah, so anyone who comes on as a sub even like half the time, you'll see their price from last the end of last season was pretty low. Like Joe Ingeberget for New York City, I think got down to like 5.1, even though he had goals when he uh, started or came onto the field. Mm -hmm. So um, players like that you'll see are, are pretty different. So I, I really kind of question a price change system where um, you have to like reset everybody midseason because isn't the whole point – to get these players closer to what their true value should be. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody kind of has been skyrocketing up in price if they're any good, unless you're a sub, like I said. Um, and now we have like the full reset. We go back to the same budget that we had at the beginning of the year, but most of the good players that we were able to kind of get at a cheaper price have now gone up. There's very few players that have actually gone down from their original price. Um, so a lot of 4.0, 4.5 defenders and keepers, they're now higher now that um, MLS kind of went back and um, revised their starting price. Mm -hmm. And very few of the, the forwards are really lower. So it, this is much tougher than the initial week, I think. Yeah. Um, the one that jumped out at me, which is which, when they said that they were like correcting some prices – uh, and I got that. Like, if role, you know, guys kind of explode, then you shouldn't be able to get them at four point five. If they like really earned it, it's the ones at the beginning of the season when like Abubakar went from four and a half to seven and a half in like 
uh, three minutes. Right. Um, but like Alfonso Davies started at 5.5 and he's 9.5 now, which is actually higher than he was the entire season. Yeah. Darwin Quintero went up to 11.5. I'm oh. trying to, he was 9.7, even though he'd been playing well mm-hmm. and now he's almost 2 million higher. Right. So I mean, it's, I, I don't understand what the how they the logic even works behind this, but I mean you couldn't leave everybody where they were, sure. um, price wise because it all got really high, um, and I know you want to go back to the starting budget, but then like someone's is you basically need to as many people as you bump up, you need to knock other people down to kind of make the pricing ecosystem balance. Uh huh. I mean now it's just this is pretty tough, and then. I, I don't remember how many double game weeks we had early on this season, but I feel like there weren't that many. I know San Jose maybe in like week two was one because um, I remember using like Vaco and Hosen both or yep. um, Erickson, something like that. But um, A lot of guys not named Wando. Right. We have a huge double game week, not this game week, not the next one, but the one after. We have the Galaxy. We have LAFC. We have Portland. And then, I mean, there's also DC, the Rapids, and RSL. So that's like a don't throw Wayne Rooney's team just as another <laughs> team to be whatever. Huh. That yeah, that's a it's a s- extremely consequential double game week, and then that you have to look at those kind of things when you're thinking. This is a 13 week season. Last one was 22 weeks, so I mean, that's a huge difference already. Mm-hmm. And it's it's back to the debate: how much do you go for the price rises? How much do you go for points? Mm-hmm. Because you, you want to get the points. You need to make that transition quicker. I think last season, um, maybe it was like week six or seven, we really started to shift gears. Um, I mean, ideally, you, you do both at the same time, but that's a tough balancing act. Um, it seemed to me that they really, I don't want to say they messed up, but uh, well, yeah, they I, did. I, think, I think the price rises will be uh, less drastic now like we I, I think but week to week you'll be able to know kind of who the price rises will be if they have certain games but like I keep going back to like Senderos when he had that monster first week and then like he got price rises pretty much every time he played after that for weeks and I don't think we necessarily will see that now I don't think he played for well that too yeah. but I think right. he played they... two more weeks and okay, still gotcha. got, I think so... it was like 17 one and one and he got the 500,000 each time <laughs> And um, right. I don't think we're going to see that now because we have obviously 21, 22 weeks of, of stats that. Uh, sure. Yeah. But so just because we can predict them, I mean, it's still going to be a really tough balancing act because sure. when you do a switcheroo, that's one guy you're making a, a scrub that's not going to play. He's not getting a price rise. When you go with the top heavy lineup this week because your budget is limited and you just use all. 4.0s on the bench. Right, they're not going to. That's three, that's potentially 1.5 million you're going to lose mm-hmm. in potential salary budget. Same with a, a keeper, so that's potentially 2 million. Um, so say that happens twice, that's $4 million you could have extra in the week 25 double game week when you're going to want Vela, you're going to want Diamande, you're going to want Lee Wynn or Benny Fellhaber, you're going to want the I think LAFC actually host RSL and the Rapids. Um, so you're going to want maybe LAFC defenders. Um, so, I mean, like, you don't want to sacrifice points entirely. 
but I'm leaning towards if I think I can pick the right guys, the ideal thing would be to fill my bench but not do a switcheroo. Right. Because then you get the maximum price rise as possible. Um, so preferably the guys that I want to want to get the points will be playing first and they'll probably be in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than usually when you do a switcheroo, the guys playing first are on the bench. Right. But it, I also want points, so I'm going to probably yeah. do, is, do at least one switcheroo. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a tough call. Like I said, there's only 13 weeks. So if you drop 20 points this week because you're focused way too much on price changes, price rises, then somebody's got a big lead on you. I mean, gaining 20 points is not easy. You know that. I Yeah, I mean, I gained more than I thought I would. I didn't think I had as much of a chance as I did last week. Mm-hmm. But um, So I don't know. I mean, I think we don't need to dive too much in on particular players because my rankings are going to be out. But um, the cheaper players matter. So I think that's what we should talk about today now that we've kind of talked about the price rises, the um, the potential kind of switcheroo theory and what to focus on early in the season. Mm-hmm. It's funny to think early in the season on August 2nd, but um, did any players jump out at you like right away that you were like, wow, that's a price I, we can actually take advantage of? So the one guy, I think uh, Reddit's been all over this too, that um, really puzzlingly went back to like an original price is Daniel Shallowy for mm-hmm. SKC. Yep. He, he's the whole way back down from like 11 million or whatever he was at to 5.5. Um, now he's playing at Houston. I don't yeah. love, don't love that matchup, but it's not bad. Yeah. Um, kind of the only question is, do you, do you switch a room because it's a road match? Um, or do you just stick him in the lineup? Mm-hmm. Um, some other people jumped out to me, like Orlando is hosting the Rebs. I doubt they get a clean sheet, but is it worth maybe putting in Chris Schuler, 4.5 center back, Earl Edwards Jr., 4.5 goalkeeper, and hoping they can keep a clean sheet against a bad Rebs team? Well, not that bad, but not good. Right. Um, and Orlando's been bad, but they're definitely better at home. I mean, markedly. So that's a thought. Um, New York City FC guys are like the the cream of the crop this week, and Moderita is only five point five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Inga Burgett is eight. Um, yeah, Via's out. One. So yeah, uh, Burgett's seven out. and a half. Burgett's seven and a half. Medina is a midfielder. He's eight million. Um, I think it's worth considering taking four New York guys. Mm-hmm. But if, to Jordy Schrade, you're gonna just ignore him. He's a midfielder now, right? Yeah. I yeah I filtered by forward, and I, I think yeah. he was a forward. Last. I thought so too. That's w- a bizarre switch, but that the is... one the one switch I like is Hosen is now a forward. Oh, there we go. Um, which is good, but he's nine. He starts off at nine and a half, and when are you playing a San Jose forward? Yeah. For nine and a half million. Right. Um. So I I'm really considering not going with a very top heavy lineup. I'm I'm considering spreading it out, just taking some safe points that I think are going to get price rises. Um, the, the toughest call is, do I play both Joseph Martinez and Darwin Quintero at forward? They're both mm-hmm. 11 and a half million. <laughs> to me, they're pretty much clearly probably the two best forward plays this week. Um, but that eats up a ton of salary. Sure when does. You, have, you have cheaper guys. You have, uh, Chris Baird for RSL is hosting Chicago and he's been scoring some goals. He could be a bench guy, maybe with Inga Burgett. 
um, you could switcheroo them, and that saves you a considerable chunk of change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, the best way to earn points early in the season when you don't have a ton of salary is if you can predict the clean sheets because defenders can get a lot of points with a clean sheet that forwards and midfielders need goals to get. Right. And they're, and they're cheaper. I looked back at my performance at the beginning of the season. I was not good at getting clean sheets. I don't hmm. know if there just weren't any, um, or I was just bad at picking them, but I, in my head, I was thought figured I'm second overall. I must've really nailed the clean sheets early in the year, but, uh, at least the first, handful of weeks definitely did not interesting yeah so i i'm guessing nobody did um or at least the the people that were competitive Mm -hmm. um through throughout the whole season mustn't have i don't know i know columbus was one that we kind of came around slowly to in terms of defensive prowess this year for sure um but i i don't know i think mccrary for seattle is another one i wish they played earlier so I could see if he was going to I guess they're pretty much like the second kickoff time of the week but um I don't know I wish I knew if he was going to start at mm-hmm. Minnesota Seattle's been getting clean sheets so I think McCrary has a a decent average You're saying that even with even playing Quintero? I mean for 4.5 I think you can't get too picky here with our budgetary limitations but yeah I understand what you're saying Okay but I was thinking about Seattle. Their defense has been really good for the most part this season. Mm-hmm. But when you watch Quintero, you think, wow, Chad Marshall is not running with him. <laughs> Roman Torres is not running with him. Ozzy Alonso isn't running with him. Yeah. He probably isn't running with him. And then you think uh, that could be trouble. Mm-hmm. But um, and as a team, Seattle play pretty good defense. So I don't know. That's a, that's a kind of a toss-up for me. Do I use Quintero? Because I think... I think you have to use Mar- Joseph Martinez, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, We're not going to have it... many opportunities left. <laughs> yeah. that's. <laughs> I actually think it's more do you play Almiron at 11-5. Or are you going to play both? Is that what you're saying? I don't, I, I don't know if you're going to play both. And... That, I mean, that would be the two. I mean, if you really, really pushed, you could play three guys over like nine and a half million. Mm-hmm. But you would have to really, you'd have to play four pointos on the bench pretty much all around, and then you'd have to get real cheap everywhere else. Yeah, well, I I kind of was looking at basically versus the alternatives. Like, would you rather play Almiron home against Toronto when you could also play Maxi Morales home against Vancouver? I think that's a bad play personally because Vancouver's just gonna bunker. Okay. Uh, and they're tall, they're big. Uh, Maxi's small. Not that he's, yeah, he's like slithers he's, underneath them all. Um, <laughs> yeah, not that he's ever winning headers or anything right. against like medium people, but uh, <laughs> medium I, people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Maxi's just not. Um, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, do you have eleven point oh for Valeri home against the Union? It's everyone loves that game. It seems like from what just I've been poking around a little, seeing what other people are going to do this first week mm-hmm. with their lineups. Because I mean, that's a lot of money to spend on Valeri. You sure better is. be. You better be sure he's going to have a good game. Valeri should have um, had two goals last night. He had yeah. zero. He ended up with zero. <laughs> he scored his penalty though. He did. That's right. That's right. Um, Give me another reason to dislike BWP. 
why else would you dislike BW? BWP is the I just have like a New guy. York City FC yeah. thing I have to I got I have you. To, Understandable. contractual obligation. <laughs> but um Philly, I think they've won three out of their last six on the road and they've been defensively pretty sound this year. So I mean, I know one of those last three that they've won on the road was the Tomas Martinez red card. Um, but mm-hmm. still, still, they've been playing pretty good on the road. Um, and Armenteros, I believe, is out. Fernando Adi got sold. Mm-hmm. So up top is going to be Dirona Spria, maybe. The, the game before the Houston one? Yeah. They lost. They gave up four goals at to Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. I I don't think Valeri's a bad play, but um, oh, sorry, sorry, they gave up three goals, and then they gave up four goals at LAFC. Gotcha. And three well, at Atlanta. I don't blame anyone for giving up three at Atlanta and four at LAFC. I agree. I agree. But um, no, I I definitely get it. When I looked at that earlier, I was like, you know, they've they've done all right on the road, but they still allowed some goals. Um, I don't know. Okay. Valeri's got a he had a big trip out to Atlanta big trip back mm-hmm. uh, this might just Armenteros is out might yeah. be one that Portland kind of just goes for a point okay. I don't know who knows but um, for some reason I'm just feeling a little uneasy about Valeri I looked at Blanco to see if I could save a couple million mm-hmm. and still get exposure to that game mm-hmm. the answer is probably not right. I'm, <laughs> I'm not comfortable going Blanco um, you definitely could go Portland defense, I think Cascante is 5.5. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing that all of his Powell is right around there. Um, uh, Powell is uh, 6.5. Oh, and Mabiala must be 6.5 too then, right? 7. Yeah. Well, that's because he scored a goal. So yes. now when they price people, they're like, oh, my God, he scored a goal. Right. The um, uh, the other one I want to throw in stupid pricing. is uh, the 11.0 home against D.C. United, Ignacio Piatti. Yeah. I mean, that's risky. <laughs> Can you imagine if Piotti were in Atlanta right now after the, the All-Star game first half yesterday? What do you mean? I mean, he played with Al Marone and oh, Joseph Martinez. Yes. And yes. he played that long ball he played right to Martinez oh. that could have dropped. Oh, it was beautiful. What was great about that one was the ball went up. And all of a sudden, everyone realized that Martinez was going to track it down, and the place like went silent for a second. <laughs> and then I went silent in my living room, yeah. and I have no interest in the All Star game, um, not really. But um, it was pretty fun just to watch him against. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch him against anybody, but he had a little extra hop in his step. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, but you like Almiron over all of them. Um, I'm ultimately just always so hesitant playing Toronto, even though they've been so bad. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm hesitant about that as well. I like him over Maxi. Um, him and Valeri, I think, are pretty equal. Um, Piotti is just because of his volatility. Piotti's below for me. Okay. Um, and then the other guy thrown there is Ladero. Yeah. If he plays, because yep. he's at at Minnesota, I don't really see a reason to trust Minnesota. Um, they've been better, but Seattle's getting better as well. Rui Diaz looks pretty good. Um, so I, I think that's worth considering is Ladero. Okay. But um, to to tell you right now, I have no midfielder more than $8 million. Wow. I mean, Barrios had a hat trick last week, so I think he's going to get a price rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on my bench right now. 
You have shallowy, like we discussed. Yep. And then floating around uh, some ideas like um, Medina is eight million. For RSL, I think a lot of people are looking at Plata. I think but, so. Um, yeah. A little pricey for me. For I, how I was just about to say, just how, a little too expensive. Yeah, for how inconsistent he kind of is, it even with playing time, like coming off early, etc. So I, I'm kind of thinking Crylock if Rusnok's out because Rusnok had that bad-looking neck, weird neck injury yeah. like six minutes into the game. Um, if Crylock plays the 10, I like that against Chicago at home. Hmm, all right. Eight million, he does a little bit of everything. Um, and then... I, I wanted to get tighter home to DC, mm-hmm. but I, I think I might have to go down to Silva at seven million. But um we're we're all up in the air. This is kind of my first draft who I'm looking at. Um there's certainly a, a ton of good value players that you have to think about. I think San Jose, uh I think his uh name is Luis Felipe. I don't think it's Felipe Luis. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Luis Felipe. Luis Felipe yeah. Four and a half million he has been a, an energizer bunny at defensive midfield. He started the last couple of games. Um, I think he looks pretty good. He's not going to get you goals, but um, for four and a half million, just to get some points, and he's so cheap that he's probably going to rise in price. Right. You have to like that. Um, so yeah, I think if you can find really cheap guys that are starting, and they don't have a really bad average lately because they've been subbing on and getting one point. Right. I would play them. Okay. If you think that they have like a, a good floor of four to five points and they're four and a half million, at least get them on your bench. Because that, that could easily be a point three to point five increase just for an okay game. Right. And th- I think that's the game, at least for these first two weeks. You want to balance to you still want to get points, but you also need to focus on raising your budget faster than everybody else because if you can take advantage of that first double game week, the next week I think the Red Bulls are the only team on a double game week, so they have a couple expensive people you'll want. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they're just because of the the schedule's always more crowded at the end of the year, so I'm sure there's a lot of double game weeks in this. Out of these 13, I bet there's probably at least eight or nine, if I had to guess. Sheesh. I'm not positive. I didn't. Look. This is totally seat of my pants thinking. <laughs> But um, the last week obviously isn't a double game week, right? Unless they do play Wednesday, and then it's everyone double game week, which would be weird. Yeah, I don't think so. If I just go ahead, my computer's gonna mess up the Skype call. Else, I'd I tell oh. you guys. But um, um I'll tell you. Just the final week. Uh, nope, it's all decision day. Okay, good. So that's the week before is is a huge double though. Yep. By then, we salary shouldn't be an issue, but right. Uh, Right. There is a big difference. Like the the week or two advantage you can get in maybe the fourth or fifth week of this season, um, or like I said, third week is the huge double game week. That's gonna definitely play a role. Yeah. You have you have to get points early too. So. Yes. How how do you do that? You get lucky. You get lucky with cheap clean sheets. Um, you get lucky with cheap goal scorers, and then you take safe points in the midfield. Right. Probably that seems to be what I'm thinking. That seems to be my formula. Yeah. Um, if you can hit on the the high price guys, that's really going to help. Yeah, you, I, th- I think that's kind of what we learned early in the season is that these high price guys, like, it's much easier for their prices to drop than to rise. 
And I think, obviously, I mean, yeah. maybe it's not like obvious, but it's you, we, you really need to think about that. Like if you're paying up for somebody and they don't really have a good game, they're probably losing some salary. Yeah, I think now that we have the, the last handful of games to go after, you can probably pick guys that have been doing well um, and also you really like this week. So that way it's it's not a risk. Right. But um, it, really my overall advice, if you like, if I wrote one of those stupid uh, fantasy Premier League articles where like advice from a former top 100 worldwide, yeah. um, I would say – just keep it really simple. I mean, like, don't outsmart yourself. Yosef Martinez is a good play almost every week. Al Marone is a good play pretty much every week. Ladero, good play pretty much every week. Um, if you think you're going to load the bench up with Orlando City defenders and get three clean sheets, uh, think again. <laughs> I mean, you can tr- you can take your one shot, but... I don't think it makes sense to really put all your eggs in like a, a differential type basket. Um, you know, 33,000 people apparently are signed up wow. to play fantasy MLS. But I promise you, if you keep it simple and smart, you look at uh, not just my rankings, but the what everyone else around the internet is thinking, the subreddit for fantasy MLS, um, you know, the stuff that gets written up on the MLS soccer.com website the other stuff at rotowire we have a good captain's piece by zadroik we have a ton of stats you can look through um american soccer analysis.com has expected goals they have a lot of good uh, numbers mm-hmm. and research over there if you do all of that you look at the smart plays you keep it simple and then you manage your team with a smart switcheroo or two every week um you're probably going to be in the top at least couple hundred um unless you have insanely bad luck <laughs> So, I mean, if that's your goal is to, to possibly crack top 100, uh, just just stick with it. Don't get cute, and uh, we can probably get you there, I think. So you don't think We've, there's any reason to be kind of more aggressive because we have a shorter season? I'm going to be more aggressive, but I'm not going to be insanely not right aggressive. Away. I think the most important thing for two weeks is to build your budget. Yeah. Also get points, but build your budget and it, the guys you're you're using to build your budget are typically the guys that are going to get you fairly safe points mm-hmm. i mean they go hand in hand um like barrios maybe not but he just had a hat trick so i'm pretty sure he's not going to go down in price right um i don't know i mean if you really find cheap defensive midfielders that you think are going to accumulate a couple bonus points for five and a half or less um I would not hate playing them. Okay. That's a streaming it's, endorsement. No, I mean you have to you have to make some compromises um, yeah. with this budget. So I know a lot of people are going to I, I think this is another thing I'm really trying to figure out. A lot of people are gonna say, forget my bench spots, forget the switcheroo this first week. I can't afford to have players there. So my problem with that is you're giving up, like we said, the potential price rise for four spots. Mm-hmm. To me, that's an issue. But on the other hand, it's a 13-week season, and somebody is going to do that, and someone's going to load up their starting lineup and get more points than me. Because just probability-wise, there's going to be people that pick a really good starting lineup with their $100 million or whatever, $100 million minus uh, whatever you have to spend on the bench. Right. 12-ish, 
Or well, no, yeah, you're going to be down to 80, yeah. 84 million because it's four times four. Yep. So, but just because they beat you in the first week, they already are showing they're using a risky strategy. They're probably going to continue to use risky strategies, and uh, you know, they're maybe it's the the slow and steady wins the race type of uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I was not in the top 100, 200, 300. I don't think I was even in the top 500 after week one last year. It's a bummer um, they don't show that anymore. Yeah, they they do show you, but it's actually just what you ended up with at the end of the season. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> they they think they're showing you, but uh, <laughs> the the programming was done wrong. Right. Um. So I I really do think though if you just make smart plays, you don't really have to go for it, even if you want first place. Um. I would say stick with it, play it smart, and we can stay in the game, and then we can make uh, some risky moves later if we're if we're behind. Mm-hmm. But if you want to shoot your shot in the first week, maybe they're offering a prize for the winner in the first week. I forget. Probably not this year, but um, they did that one year. The whole, that, first, yeah. whole first week was separate from the rest of the season. I think that was last season. Yep. Um, but hey, if you want to try and jump out to a big commanding lead, that's great. Just know that uh, everybody behind you is going to be able to see your lineup every single week um, and be watching you. So I, I don't know. What what are you leaning towards? Are you le- leaning towards a balanced lineup or a, a heavy top heavy lineup? Uh, my inclination is always to build top heavy uh, because I like playing those guys. Uh, but I'm also quick to realize how bad the bottom is when you do that. Yeah. And what what it really comes down to is I'm willing to do it if I can fit in all of the guys I want and I don't think I can get all of them this week. Like I, I know that sounds silly. It's an all or nothing type top heavy scenario for you. It, it is. And it's like, <laughs> if, if I can get, um, Maxi, uh, Almiron, Piatti yeah. and Ladero and, uh, Valeri, like, yeah. I'll... Like the last, the last two months of the season. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so it's like, if, if I can get all of them, then yeah, I'll, I'll punt everywhere else. <laughs> but I realize yeah. I can't do that now. Uh, right. And it took me so long in the season to be able to do that because I, I waited so long to, to realize I had to actually gain salary uh-huh. that um, personally, I'll focus more on that to try to get my top, yeah. get back in the top hundred. I'm Yeah. I'm still torn. Like every time I look at my lineup, I say, oh, maybe I should sacrifice here, go top heavy, and then I, I hope I'm not outsmarting myself, but I, I keep coming back to this balanced lineup. Um, and like I said, maybe I'm the one getting fancy this week after I just told everybody on the podcast to to not get fancy, not outsmart yourself, <laughs> whatever. But um, I, I'll say this. I think I'm going to have three New York guys, and almost all of them are good bets for a price rise. Mm-hmm. Um, defenders, I think you have to play two for New York. They have so many clean sheets in the last however many games. Yeah. They've been extremely good. And they're at home against Vancouver. I don't think I'm – I don't know if I'm ranking a Vancouver player, period. I mean, is that really all drastically different than <laughs> – I mean, usually Kai Kamara gets like a sympathy That's like 15, 15 to 20th spot. In the midfield, uh, I don't know. 
he might sneak into that. I mean, yeah, he could he be in for, would. well, I was going to say, he would be one who would normally be in for a price rise, except he got his price rise already. Like, he's one of the guys <laughs> who actually went up from his, like, previous game yeah. week price. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that, but um, maybe. And he's got three um, goals in his last two games, so he's probably still getting a price rise. Right. But it, maybe they did something weird, like some weird voodoo, since they moved him up already. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the uh, yeah, some other games this week that are going to be key is the RSL game. Yep. It, most of the metrics say that's a really good matchup for RSL. Um, I don't know how heavy I'm going to go on it, but that it looks enticing. Yep. And then Dallas hosts San Jose. Um. Is Baji going to get into this game, um, or is Barrios going to start up top like last game? Yeah, with, that's where. Yep. With Maxi or Rudy right underneath him. Mm-hmm. Um, Tesho out on the wing. I always have a soft spot for Tesho. <laughs> I loved him when he came into the league. He mm-hmm. won Rookie of the Year, I think, um, and he's been pretty bad since. I mean, yeah. The I, only MLS GPP I ever won was because of a Tesho brace. Oh, nice. Very yeah. nice. I'm, I went to I sleep actually, actually before that game and I woke up and saw that I won and I was like, how did I win? And I had all these messages of like, great call on Tesho. I was like, really? Oh, nice. It wasn't even I, a call. Uh, Whoever I was starting didn't start. And I think I just randomly put, I was like, ah, Tesho's starting. I'll put him in. Game of <laughs> skill was, over there. I was, um, I was a Tesho fan. I believe I could be mixing players up. I think this was him. I was uh, following the MLS draft that year and he got drafted top 10 maybe like right around 10 ish um from the colorado school of mines huh um which i'm assuming he majored in uh like uh, mine engineering mine is but i'm looking this up tesho had 76 goals in 83 games for the colorado mine uh ore diggers the colorado mine ore mines or mines yeah division two (laughs) I'm glad I didn't make that school up or that it was Tesho. It's impressive um, that you even remembered it. It was just such a notable thing. And it's like, how does someone pick that school and then be like amazing at soccer? Um, what did he major in? Can you find it for me? Um, Maybe nothing. Maybe he came out early. Unfortunately, um, that didn't make it into his Wikipedia. <laughs> no problem. Anyways, some, some fun facts for the listeners deep into the show for whoever made it this far but um he uh was the first player in school history in excuse me in conference history they play uh i mean what is this the armac which is the mine conference yeah the mining to have uh three consecutive hat tricks wow that's cool mm-hmm. man dallas defenders are just so expensive yeah they are I think the trick is to hope that uh, Figueroa somehow starts. Mm-hmm. Cause maybe Hedges played in the All Star game, so maybe they want to give Hedges the day off. Um, probably not. But if anyone loves to rotate their team, it's yeah, Oscar, definitely right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how about uh, just so we can fill in some some things for the listeners who are actually hoping to hear about players? Mm. Um, how about keeper? What are you looking at in goal? Um, I was actually going with. I my four New York City FCs the the two defenders I was actually only going one because I had Sean Johnson in a switcheroo with possibly Edwards. Okay, and that would be a nice savings for you if uh wait, you can't switcheroo him with Edwards 
because uh, they play oh, that's half right. of Not, our party. Uh, oh, you're right. Um, Willis? Uh, that's an hour, so that doesn't hour. even work. Right. Uh, I could do... Uh... Well, let me tell you what Lomando. I have. It's serious. This is very ambitious, but uh, I have Edwards on the bench, mm-hmm. $4.5 he plays at 7:30. Maybe somehow the Revs press doesn't just totally disintegrate or annihilate yeah. Orlando. Um, Crazier things have happened. Yeah, but if not, Joe Willis is only 4.5, hosting SKC. Yeah. Um. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. <laughs> Sean John's only six million. That might be something worth just taking. That's what I was gonna- wondering. He has a really good average. He's going to rise in price, probably. Romando's only five and a half. Man, I just trusting RSL's defense is hard. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you might have. Uh, you didn't even talk me into it, but just by saying Sean Johnson, uh, you might have talked me into it. <laughs> But maybe if I maybe that's a luxury if uh, I don't know because I'm not gonna know by then. That's the problem. That's, yeah, I mean you're basically taking him for the clean sheet, but the be, because the other New York City defenders other than Moderita are his price are higher anyway. Like Tenerholm right. is seven, Callens is seven, Chino's six and a half, Sweat is six. So I guess I mean theoretically those guys have higher upside because they could actually score a goal and get the clean sheet, but. Yeah. Um, you seem to be the tenor home whisperer this year. He scored a lot of goals for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was huge last week. I, I really needed either Seattle or NYCFC to get a clean sheet yeah. in that last game, and I think I would have uh, probably won. Mm-hmm. But the other game to look at is Colorado Galaxy. Yep. Um, Kellen Acosta looked fired up. Yeah. He looked, he looked ex- like he played for a team that wanted, that wanted him. He was extremely good, and he's only seven and a half. Yeah, he's the most expensive um, player on the team. Yeah, that doesn't That's seven surprise and a half. me. Yeah, not surprising at all. Um, no Ibra. Yeah, no Ibra. So uh, what's Ola Kamara? I need to look at that. Nine million. Ugh. If he was eight and a half, eight million, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd maybe just take Ola Kamara at forward. Um. Probably can't though. Gio Dos Santos, eight million. He had a goal and an assist last week. He actually doesn't look bad. Ugh. Forward, but um, no yeah, thanks. that's tough. No thanks. But it's call. I mean, it's Colorado. They're bad. I think Bingham is another guy I would consider. What's he at? Five and a half, maybe a little pricey for that mm-hmm. on the road. Um, yeah, just talking out loud a little. Um. Guys are free to to uh, to tweet at me, see what I think about a player. But really, you can check the rankings. If they're worth playing, they'll probably be in there. Right. Um, although the the rankings aren't as inclusive at the beginning of the seasons when uh, you need to pick some cheap players. So we do have a special section down That's at the right. bottom value rankings. Um, hopefully, those are helpful. They're kind of frivolous at the end of the the prior season. I kind of just threw stuff in there, but uh, I'll focus on them. Yeah, we'll need them now. I'll refocus and we'll we'll get in there. But um, well, it's it's less of that. I mean, maybe it was some of that, but you really don't need it by the end. 
that's what I'm saying. I was like, no one's going to use these people anyway. Right. So right. Why, they're, it's why like if they, they weren't getting, they're not making a top twenty, and there are enough people with 140 million in salary that. Right. You don't. Need I'd have to... been better off doing a top ten players that aren't going to play for your switcheroo. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, as JD mentioned, you can find him on Twitter. He's at DFS MLS. Um, Skyler's rankings are not up on MLSsoccer.com yet, but they I assume they will be soon. Um, obviously, some uh, all-star hangovers for everybody. Um, you can find him on Twitter at DraftKicks. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about how dumb the price rises are um, because we thought we knew them, and all of a sudden they're going to be so much worse than we thought. Uh, so, J.D., do you think you're going to win this one? Uh, the chances are not good, but I'm going to try. There we go. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> hey, let's get a RotoWire subscriber in first place this season, though. I mean, come on. Everyone step it up. Uh, we've got a ton of people in the chat that play mm -hmm. the Slack chat. If you're a subscriber to the site and you're not in the Slack chat, you need to tweet at Andrew. Um, even yeah. though, I, even though I personally don't follow the chat that closely, uh, thanks to everybody in the chat who was rooting for me or reached out on Twitter, though. <laughs> that was wild. Um kind of weird to have people cheering you on it's a nice um, community we for, have for fantasy soccer they're, <laughs> they're all right <laughs> <laughs> uh all right uh thank you for all of that jd and i'll talk to you next week <laughs> good luck everybody thanks for having me thank you for listening to the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast for more great content visit rotowire.com slash soccer 